Welcome to the Barnery Show on I'm Trina Station. Today is Wednesday, so we're talking to the wonderful Elvis on his program, The Crusaders. So we're going to be learning about stage two of Islam and how it creeps in. So very warm welcome again, Elvis, to the show. How are you this week? Hello, thank you very much, madam. Thanks a lot. Um, for example, um, I'm I'm having a hadith that how they invaded Iran, my country, by one of the Iranian who betrayed Iran, and he went with the Arabs because um, uh, the Iranians uh, were after him to basically, you know, get him and prison him. And he he went to Muhammad and joined them. And this is the uh, one of the uh, hadith that actually it says how did it happen? And it did says, you yeah, say the hadiths? Yeah. This is the hadith. Yeah. yeah so there's the how many? There's uh, what three or four books in Islam, isn't there? So you've got your Quran, you've got your hadiths. Is it the Sura? Yeah, you got it. And had and 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 Sira, Yeah, which is the life of Muhammad. Okay, so and for everybody who doesn't know, like I kind of the main book of the Muslims, so the that is as, as the Bible is for us. Yeah, and then they have another book called the Hadiths. Hadiths, yeah. Hadiths is the, is the story more in detail as it did happen. And uh, that was a, like a um, uh, true series of people. For example, you got the Sahih al-Bukhari, then you got Sunan Abu Dawood, for example, or uh, Sahih Muslim, and series of and do they do Muslims follow all these books or do they pick and choose well, the or Shia, the Shia they say we do not believe in uh, in hadith but they follow the hadith <laughs> funny enough because as one of the question I usually ask them I said okay if you don't follow the hadith how how do you know how many times you have to pray and where the Shahada come from. So that's the another So that's another important book. And then they have another one, Sunad, is it? How do you pronounce the other book? Yeah. Sunad. Sira. 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 And what's that one? Yeah. That's a, like a biography, is it? That's right. Yeah, it's in more detail. And, um, you know, um, as Muslims following this man, they should uh, follow his footstep basically is like what he did, what he said, and so on. And then they have um, their own law book as well, the Sharia. Basically, the, the Sharia comes from all these three books, which is partly, for example, in the Quran, partly in the uh, Hadith, and partly, as I said, they read uh, Life of Muhammad and how Muhammad basically sit and stood up and ate and slept and everything basically in detail and then they have their own food system and banking system is that correct so it really is an ideology yes. it's not yes. Islam, a religion Islam is the system yeah and uh, for example um, they got the jizya for the non-muslim which is a sort of protection thing they saying oh it's the tax it's not the tax because if it's the tax so why the Muslim are not paying it? But Muslim paying something else, yeah, is uh, homes and zakat, yeah, which is a sort of one fifth and and one third. What it is, 
literally uh, they pay one-fifth of the thing, for example, Homs is on the, on the business, for example. If you're doing a business, then you pay one-fifth to the, to the leader, the imam or whatever it is. And then uh, zakat is for the Muslim community, so they look after the uh, Muslim who are in need, you know, things like that. Um, and also for the military to supply the military during the war. This know. military money. The yeah, the the terrorists. You see, the uh, I was going to talk about it actually. The uh, jihad that the Muslim actually says. This is not about the war. Is uh, it means struggle? No. It's not such a thing. Jihad, in the main meaning, is wage, rage war against non-believers, right? And that is jihad. Jihadist, this is a very important for people who don't know about Islam to know it. Jihadists are not only the people who come and take the guns or possibly suicide bombers, as we know it. Jihadists can be the your next door, you know, housewife woman who got a family, and the family can be jihadist. How does it work? You got a man who is in front line, as we know, soldiers, for example. Yeah. Then you got the second line of defense, those who supplying for the soldiers, for example, food or clothing or medical or medicine anything anything like that yeah then you got a third line of the jihadists people who supply with money yeah for example you got a businessman who donate let's say fifty thousand pounds hundred thousand pounds fifty pounds even two pounds yeah those people <coughs> also known as jihadists because you share the jihad you're feeding the jihadi to fight but not necessarily he is the only jihadi you can be a jihadi if you share anything financially or any other services you are a jihadi so i hope people do understand that when they say oh i've got a muslim neighbor and are very nice people, very, very nice people. Yes, they are nice people because when they are in the number, everything about Islam is a number, right? And Muhammad has said it to them, that where you are in the uppermost, it means higher number, do not ask for mercy. Yeah? So, literally he's asking them if your number is more than them it means Jews and Christians or anybody non-Muslim then don't have mercy on them kill them right so but when the num number is low is obviously they smile in your face look there is something in Islam yeah it's in the Hadith yes I have to be said when, you know, um, they say we smile in the face of non-believers while in the heart we curse them. Hmm? 
uh, you should know about this that when a Muslim smile in your face not necessarily he loves you he adore you or he, he loves you you know he wanna you know is not they doing it because first they want to literally take place and make sure they are settled down up until then they don't want to fight with you right secondly is they want to penetrate the community of non-muslims christian jews any of them yeah even atheists to start a relationship and friendship with you to bring you to islam which is one of the tactics they have done it and it's been very successful in some cases right so it's not that that these people are lovely people or they want to uh, sort of they might even sit and eat with you which is not not commanded by islam in the islam say do not eat with uh, jews and christian right but as you are familiar with the tapia tapia it means um, line literally is a line in your face right and line they got a condition for it they say when you are feeling in danger it means you might be arrested you might be killed or something then lie you know they might even swear on the Quran they put their hand and say look I swear to my book to Quran that I didn't say this or I didn't do that but Muhammad said as long as is coming with your tongue not your heart then that oath is okay so you can see the level of lying and deceiving in Islam how far it goes so people should be very very aware of this not all the Muslims smiling your face they are your friend and they want to wish you well they are not and uh, then you can see lots of properties for example now the banks organizations, uh, football stadiums, um, anything literally, anything is being bought by the Saudi money or Qatari money uh, uh, or Muslim in general. They buy, this is part of the takeover. Not only they making money from you uh, to build up their own military and Islamic organization. For example, uh, I am aware that uh, most of the banks now, most of the trans transitions that you do, um, it, it, it takes 2.5% of your transitions goes to the Muslim Brotherhood. Wow, I didn't know that. Most of the banks, is that just yeah. in the UK or? Most of the bank, including bank Barclays. Yes, wow. they do. Uh, uh, but it's all over the world, Is um, It's happening, for example, uh, Barclays got branches all over the world. You know, uh, HSBC got 
all over the world branches um, so literally what it is it's a global takeover and this is what people are not aware and should be aware of it we've been sold by the river and there are lots and lots of things that we don't know for example another thing that i can give you is the halal halal certification this is the billion dollars uh, business for example warburton which is the sort of one of the food supply they do bread yeah if you look at the back of the uh, where the barcode is at the back of the uh, packaging you can see a small thing of halal that is not done by my permission I don't want to eat halal but they do it they do it because the halal certificate literally what it says the Muslims they go to these companies and say look if you don't do a halal then we cannot eat it and we are 1.6 billion Muslim around the world I don't know how many millions uh, which is sort of is not steady and is growing so you can't give you exact number but we are for example 5% of the UK population wow. we would not eat your bread so what what the Warburton for example does is they say, okay, what, what shall I do? They say, mm, you should have a halal certification. And it means you pay for that halal certification. Where this money goes, obviously, they goes to jihadists, to Muslim Brotherhood. This is what people should be very, very aware of. It. When you drop in to your uh, donor kebab shop, local donor kebab shops, or the halal I don't know restaurant you should be aware you should be knowing that you are automatically unknowingly helping your own enemy people who want to cut and take over rape your children and cut your head off literally so be very aware of these creepy techniques how the Islam creeping in Oh, that's shocking really is shocking like yeah. even when you're doing your local shop you just have to be aware and you have to just kind of look at the packaging to right. see if hala is on it and if so put it back yeah let me give you another example we go to muslim countries as a holiday cathedral which has been taken over by the muslims i know it was a museum how the how the business works they have converted to a, a they using us as a bunch of gullible useful idiots so we pay to go to turkey we pay to go to the place that it belongs to us and is being insulted to watch how we have been insulted to watch those nasty names of Muhammad and Omar and Abu Bakr and Allah and all that in front of a, 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 a painting and the statues of 
Christ or Mary or other disciples, which is an insult to us and shame on Pope and Popes in the past that for decades and centuries now they haven't anything against it to defend, to ask this place should be stripped from all those insulting things and be left as a cathedral and what it was for the Christians. So this is another example. We are a bunch of stupid gullible. Allah, Allah is not as it has been told by Muslim poetists and they keep saying, oh no, your God, my God is the same. No, he's not. No, he's not. Allah is, or better say, Allah is the Aramaic word for the moon God. And Allah did exist before Muhammad. So Muhammad is not introducing us to a true God. Is the God, his, his own father was Abdullah, it means the slave of, of Allah. So this is the pagan. Allah had three daughters, Lot, Manat and Al-Manat, yeah? So this is a sort of pagan uh, God. And they fooling us, they, they be fooled themselves. Lots of Muslims, they don't even know what they're doing because they've been preached that yeah, this is the God, this is the true God, and it's not. It's not. All the all the um, research now is coming out, and the terrible to the letter, right? And now we got 37 new Quran, basically. Well, new is basically from here and there, and sort of thanks to Hatun from the Hyde Park Corner, who's originally a Turkish girl who converted to Christianity and now she's preaching Christianity. She, with a team of Arabic-speaking language people that she basically collected, they managed to go through all these 37 Quranic um, sort of line by line uh, and find over nine and a half thousand mistakes and now Muslims having a true trouble to forcing us to believe that Quran is divine and is basically not changed even to a dot, right? Which we got different story now. I wanted to a couple of things from the Hadith because I've been talking on my own uh, without references just to say well, this is the story of uh, Salman Farsi and how the uh, Iran was uh, invaded by Arabs. If you allow me to read it for you, mm -hmm. it says uh, narrated Abu Al Bakhtari. It uh, says an army from enemies of the Muslims, whose it means Iranian, whose commander was Salman Al Farsi. It says, it's Farsi, basically, he was an Iranian guy. Besieged one of the Persian castles. They said, oh, Abu Abdullah, should we charge them? He said, leave me to call them to Islam. As I heard the messenger of Allah call them. So Salman went to them and said, I am, the, I am only a man from among you, a Persian. 
and you see that the Arabs obey me, if you become Muslim, then you will have the likes of what we have. And from you will be required that which is required from us. If you refuse and keep your religion, then we will leave you to it, which is wrong, is, is not really. And you will give us the jizya, right? This is what the real thing is. In, the, the, in, 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 in Islam, you've got three options. Yeah, pay jizya, convert to Islam, or die. And, and jizya is the tax, isn't that right? That's right. This is the, this is the protection money protection it, it they say you will ask uh, money and also you have to wear a, a sign which is in uh, for the men for the christians you wear a belt it's called zonar yeah when you wear it it means you paint the jizya and you are protected you are a christian for them for the jews you will you know like exactly what hitler did you wear a star and that means you are a Jew right and you paint the tax so this is why he says the jizya from your hands while you are submissive he said to them in Persian right look he was an Iranian guy and you are other than and praiseworthy and if you refuse then we will Resist. They said, we will not give you the jizya, we will fight you instead. So they said, oh Abu Abdullah, should we charge them? He said, no. He said, so for three days, he called them to same thing, anyway, to same thing. And then he said, charge them. He said, so we charged them and we conquered the castle. You see, this is a small story. Of how it goes and I want to say after that what gonna happen to you look what after that is gonna happen to you <clears throat> this is the story of a small boy from the Jews right this this is coming to us are you with me so if you don't have a mercy on yourself have a mercy on your kid this is the chapter, it says, a child who commits a crime that is subjected to uh, the punishment, right? I was among the captives of Bani Quraiza. Bani Quraiza were those 900 men that they were beheaded on one Shabbat, in one Saturday afternoon by Muhammad because they refused to accept Islam. They, the captives, uh, companion, com companion, yeah, examined us, and what it is, they were examining the kids if they had any puberty, uh, pu uh, pubic hair, right? Then they would kill them. And listen to this. And those who had begun to grow hair, pubes, were killed, and those who had not were not killed. I was amongst those who had not grown hair. And this is the what the kid actually said, right? He had no pubic hair, so he was saved. And they, they were growing them as a sort of uh, their part of their army, as the as they, uh, ISIS did in Syria. They were growing all the kids as their own soldiers, brainwashing them and training them. So people, this is what is coming to us.
this is what the reality of Islam is. And obviously the people, for example, of Bani Huraiza, uh, after they killed their men, you, you should know that they captive, they, they got their women as a sex slaves and they were sold also and also with their kids. If they had a pubica, they would kill. If not, then they would sell them as a slave with their mother. These are the nasty facts and figures of Islam is coming to us. And maybe I'll read another one that how the Islam actually um, encouraging the fear, fear mongering. One more thing, this is the uh, from the um, one of the hadiths and is the Sahih. It says, and prepare against them who non-Muslim. Whatever you are able of power and steed of war by which you may terrify them. Listen to this, terrify them, yeah, the enemy of Allah and your uh, enemy besides them whom you do not know, but whom Allah knows and whatever you spend in the cause of Allah will be fully repaid and you wouldn't be wrong, yeah? Was, do you know what this, this all reminds me of? It's actually, it sounds strange, but the coronavirus, you have people masking like you have in Islam, they're not allowed to drink, I don't know about in the UK, but in Ireland, they're not allowed to drink unless they're eating. And then you've got you've taken all of their liberties away. You've, you're in control of where they go, how they go. And it's just like this coronavirus is reminding me of Islam. It's like, it's so strange. It's like, I do think, you know, part of me, is like saying, are they getting us ready for Islam? Is this why they're taking all our, our freedoms away and telling us to put on masks and we can't drink until they tell us we can drink? And it's like, you know, if you buy food, then you can buy drinks. How is coronavirus going to make any difference whether you're eating or drinking? They're saying, oh, because worse. Rubbish, like, just lower the numbers. In Ireland now, you're not allowed to open pubs because they're already selling drink, as if the coronavirus is going to be affected by that. No, it's not. This is a complete utter, utter hoax and it's not true and it's, it's only a common, uh, uh, common quote, really. Right? Um, this is a sort of uh, a strategy to cause fear monger. This is back to where I said last year about the Islam that uh, why our governments uh, embracing Islam because the, the some of the ingredients of Islam is exactly what they're looking for. You see, Islam got a pedophilia. Muhammad was a pedophile. He, he, he married a six years old girl and uh, raped her when she was nine, right? And then you see, you got a fear mongering. Yeah, you got a total control through the religion. Is something you, I don't know, possibly you have heard it, that they got something called fatwa. It means if a, a, an imam comes and say, all the Muslims should be now come and let's say each pay me 100 pounds, all the Muslims will do. 
if he said all the Muslims should be on the street by one o'clock, they will. You know, this is what they how they control because they say, you know, this is the command of Allah, and I'm, I'm a representative. I mean, you should be listening to me. Simple as that. Nothing more, nothing less. But if people think Islam going to come with peace, it has never. I just read how you went through the Iranian, uh, basically, to start with, yeah, and how you went through Europe is the same, right? For 460 years, they had the control of Europe. They raped, murdered, killed, and completely destroyed whatever we had. Let me just read another story of this um, peaceful religion. And this is from the Hadith again, narrated Abu Huraira says, and this is what is going to come to us, this is how they're going to treat us, it is that it has already been said, and they already ISIS did it, all the people say, oh, they're not Muslim, they were very good Muslim, actually. And he says the verse, yeah, you, in a bracket, true Muslim, are the best of the ever people peoples ever raised up to mankind, hmm? for mankind, means the best of people for the people. As you bring them, who, who's them? Muslims, sorry, Christians and Jews and pagans, those who don't believe in Islam, right, or are not Muslim. As you bring them with chains on their necks till they become, they embrace Islam. So Islam is not a choice. Islam is not as people come and say, some of the Muslim reading your ears saying, but we say there is no compulsion in religion. Absolute, utter lie. That verse was abrogated. That was a Meccan. That was in the time of Muhammad when he was uh, publicizing himself. He was doing a marketing for himself and fooling people, right? To say, look, I'm a nice guy, but he wasn't. That was abrogated by 929. In 929 verse, it says, so kill them and crucify them. This is what the command actually is, right? If they don't come, come to me, right? So, Islam is not, is not definitely as peaceful, as straightforward as you people. No, and I not think I think people are very much fooled by it. But um, we've run out of time now, Elvis. Thank you yes. so much for the show again, and thank you so much for the knowledge. So we've got a good bit to take away with, and then next week we will be on stage three. So we've got bit to chew over and think about this week about Islam and how frightening and it is just look around the governments are exactly putting in steps to almost I mean you wonder why all these crazy steps are being put in masks cover up your face you can't go to a pub as if a pub would be any different than eating like what is the difference they're saying it's because of the numbers like this is all rubbish so, you know, you got to start thinking outside the box. What are they preparing us for? Anyway, Elvis, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. I hope it was useful. Oh, it was fantastic. This Crusader show is really step-by-step. Step. We're getting to understand Islam and the names. Because, you know, a lot of these people might hear these names, but they don't really understand what they are and why there's so many books and what it's about. 
And Croke Park should have really been a wake-up call um, for the Irish. It's it's very strange times. Again, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.